How about a 30-second email strategy that works every time that also applies to videos and messages and anywhere else? Yeah, all of that today, and I did it. I kept it under time. It's a swift kick in the shins with a how with the five principles and laws of everything to apply to like a 30-second email strategy to communicate, make them effective. I cover all of it. Ready? Three, two, one, intro, go. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. Let me give you some context. Today feels like one of those loving, gentle kicks in the shins with an actual how. Like, that's actually what today is. There's how. It's a kick in the shins. It's going to be short. It's going to be direct. It's going to be, let's go make some magic, and let's go do this. So we're going to focus on the 30-second email method. So let's just start with this. Your communication is only as effective as the messenger's ability to hear it receive it and implement it, right? And when we think about that, we're taught way all too often, all the wrong ways, all the wrong reasons to do things. We're told to copy and paste. We're told to write this email because it's a certain length. We're told to use this script because it's a certain thing. And that's not how the game is won. But we have to understand that if we have any ability to communicate with our customer, it's not how do we communicate our way. It's how do we communicate their way? And I think that that's a point that most people miss is it's only our ability to translate that message. Eventually, they'll communicate our way, but we have to kind of change it. So when you boil down to it, there's a couple ingredients that are required to have an effective an effective communication strategy. So I teach this via email, but I've always kind of had this rule that if it takes longer than 30 seconds to read my email, I've kind of already failed unless there's a really good reason for you to be reading an email longer than that, right? And so I kind of kept that rule and also realized that over the years that when I email people, when I build relationships with people, just like a television show, we condition habits and behaviors. And so if I email somebody, you know, once every two weeks for a year, And each email takes, you know, 30 seconds to read. Then all of a sudden I start emailing them every day and they take two minutes. They're probably not going to respond to that. That's not the TV show they signed up for. And so the how to do that, how to make that work, how to do all that, we cover in Montana. And plus when I help you with customer journey. But we're going to talk just about the email today. So that's kind of like my philosophy when it comes up to like that 30 second email strategy. But it kind of applies everywhere, right? So we want to be able to create emails that are digestible, easy to create. Your ideal clients want to read them in the lens of email, right? So this high level, for lack of better terms, 30,000 foot view is the ingredient list. It's all the important pieces that you'll need, in my opinion, to have effectiveness, to be able to communicate, to get them results, to help them however it is that you want to help them or communicate whatever it is that you want to communicate, right? So then when we think about this is that there's five things that go into being able to communicate in 30 seconds effectively. Number one is a clear objective. That's from you. Number two is an engaging subject line. If we're using the lens of email, 
number three is concise vocabulary. No fluff, no filters, but clear, communicative, empathetic, compassionate. Number four, the gossip gun. The gossip gun, we'll also explain that one. And then number five was a clear calls to action, right? And so people ask me this all the time. They tell me their subject lines aren't working, their open rates are low, their click-through rates, people aren't conditioning or clicking in their emails. There's all these pain points they're coming. They're sending emails out to their list, but it's getting worse and worse and worse. And we have to remember that we literally have a relationship with the people on our email list. And you should never be in this never-ending cycle of crossing your fingers. I hope they buy. I hope they click. I hope they do that. They don't have to be. You don't have to do that way, but you have to understand what your communication strategy is. You have to understand that email in this lens is a way to communicate to your audience, but also if your message isn't effective in a way that they can implement it, take action on it, it's not overwhelming, then it just gets in the way. And so for me, these five are kind of the five ingredients. So number one is a clear objective, right? So before you begin crafting your email, you need to define the primary purpose or call to action you want your recipient to take. This clarity will guide your email's content. So like you have to know their after state, right? So even if you're like, I'm gonna send one podcast a week for my email, I mean, one email a week for my podcast, you have to know your objective with sending that email. Is your objective with sending that email to get them to click and listen to the podcast? Is it to give them three takeaways from the podcast and let them know where to find them? Is it to give them an entire breakdown of the show? Do they want to read a thousand word breakdown or do they want a five second, 10 second reminder or nugget and then a link to listen. You have to know these things. So even when you sit down and ask what the clear objective is, it kind of paints the picture on how to get your emails read more anyways. Because if you can answer that, then you move on to the next step, which is what's my engaging subject line, right? So in the lens of email or in the lens of text messages, sometimes subject line for me is I'll send a context text like a subject line before I send the whole thing. But that's a whole other podcast, okay? So Begin your email with a compelling subject line or opening sentence that grabs your recipient's attention. Pose a question, share a surprising fact, or highlight a benefit that piques their interest. Here's the most important part. It has to be congruent and match what's in the email or else it's trickery. So the way that you want to think about it is just like a YouTube video. The subject line in an email is like the billboard. It's like, stop, hey, I need your attention. And then the first line of the email should be the follow-on or in the first couple of lines, of the email should be the follow-on to that subject line so it all makes sense. And now they have a reason to read, right? It's like, hey, appetizer, main entree, let's go. And so don't trick people. Don't be dishonest. Don't try to spam people. I have read the studies on this. I've shared them all on this podcast over and over and over. And every time these studies are done, they come back the same way. Direct, authentic, honest, and to the point are the ones that work over and over and over again. And the easiest thing is just go to Google and type in top subject lines, top email subject lines of 2023, 2022, and then make sure you follow the structure, but keep them consistent, keep them congruent, right? I have no problem writing a subject line to what I'm probably going to do, which is like the one the one thing I did to lose 70 pounds and keep it off, right? Which is consistency, right? Like, but that subject line is the one thing I did to lose 70 pounds or have you ever thought of blank, right? 
if you keep it clear and integrous, then it builds trust over time. And the litmus study that I referenced for years from 2020, um, the number one determinant on somebody's behavior with their inbox and your email is their relationship with the sender. So honesty is the only way. So that's number two. Number three. Uh, concise vocabulary. This is 100% the essence of the 30-second email method. It's brevity, right? Limit your email to a concise message that can be read in 30 seconds or less. Eliminate unnecessary words, jargon, and filler content. And one of my favorite things to do is I read my own emails out loud to myself. And typically, I'm like, oh my God, that sounds horrible. But the whole thing is that my belief is that like, if you're in my, if I'm in your inbox, I'm there because I have the ability to kind of put something in your mailbox or send you a text message. And it should be to like, hey, I want to teach you this or help you with this, or I want you to buy this. But it's the minimum effective dose. And so I'm like, hey, I just released this podcast. I covered these three things. Here's why I think you should listen. And if you can only listen to one part, I would listen to this part because I teach you the three steps to use in your customer journey. That is a full email right there for me to release on a podcast. My objective is simple. I want them to listen to the podcast. I want to use the email to tell them that it's out. I want to share three things that I cover in the podcast so they know what they're getting into, so they know if they even want to listen to that recipe. And then if there's one thing, I want to give them one thing that they should watch. So I'll tell them where that is. Click here to listen. So I have a clear objective. I don't have the subject line yet because I haven't written it. But that concise vocabulary allows me to hit the point, right? So then for me, number four is the gossip gun. And for me, is we don't remember every lyric of a song. We repeat the lyric that resonates with us, right? We don't remember every passage from the Bible or every page of a book we read. We remember the quotes, right? And so for me, if I'm ever emailing people, communicating with people, and I'm trying to help them, I believe that I should always make deposits when I I'm asking for withdrawal. So even if I'm selling you something, I'm going to try to help you or teach you something. And so for me, the gossip gun is if you read the book Contagious by Jonah Berger, there's only five reasons people share humor, credibility, education, social status, and controversy. So for me, as I always include at least one thing that will help them in relation or context to my message, if I can. And so if let's say I released a podcast on breath work and I did, and we sent that email out and I had a clear objective, which was to tell them we released a podcast on breathwork to let them know I interviewed the breathwork teacher and we had a 30 minute guided breathwork session. And I wanted them to listen to both, but at least try breathwork. That was my objective, right? My concise vocabulary. Hey guys, my incredible breathwork teacher, Zach on, we talked about using breath to regulate your nervous system to help you process emotions and to find clarity plus tools to use for your team. In the interview, we talked about one, two, and three, and then we also led breath. And so I would love if you listen to both, but if you want to cut straight to the breath, here's the link to the breath. Enjoy. And if you have any questions or feedback, just hit reply to this email and we'll include them in the next episode. And that email went out. So my objective, I want to send them a note, let them know the podcast available. Here's the power of breath. Here's my takeaway. My vocabulary is concise. And so then with my gossip gun, Sometimes I'll just go to Google, I'll go pull a stat, I'll pull something that Zach said. And in this one, I believe I pulled a stat on how quickly breath can regulate your nervous system and I included it in the copy. And I was like, oh, and by the way, the breath work we teach you, you can do in one minute. And I found this stat that said, um, you know, doing breath like this for one minute can regulate your nervous system and boom. 
and I did that. Or did you know that blank? And I find something that will help them remember or use it or anchor it. So that's the gossip gun for me, which then brings me to number five, which is the clear call to action. And I think people have a very, I don't even know what word to use, uh, a not full understanding of the word call to action, right? It doesn't mean just buy something. A call to action means give somebody one next step that moves them closer to their goal, right? And so a call to action literally could be if I sent them that email, I would say, I'd love for you to listen to the full podcast, but at minimum, please listen and try the breath work, right? Uh, if I was making a book recommendation, it would be, could be one of a thousand things, but a call to action would be as simple as I can't wait for you to read the book and tell me what your favorite takeaway was via Instagram DMs or read the book and then write down the answer to this question on a sticky and look at it every day, right? There's always a call to action because we're leading people somewhere. So the five ingredients that you need to be effective to communicate in like 30 seconds is you need to know the objective, the clear objective. You need to have an engaging subject line in the lens of email. We call it a hook everywhere else. Uh, concise vocabulary to know where or how you're getting people there. Something to load the gossip gun. And then a concise, clear call to action to move them into the next step, right? And these give you the ingredients to make sure that that message is serving a purpose. One of the things I've said for years is that attention without a next step is a liability. And I wouldn't invest money in billboards for people not to know who to call. And so if I have somebody's attention, i.e. in their inbox in this lens, I want to use it to make a deposit, bring awareness, and then move them somewhere. And so that's how this goes. And so for the rest of these pieces, like how to use this in emails and how to use this in customer journey, that's what we cover in Montana at the customer journey event coming up. We are renaming it, which I'm super, super stoked about. It's currently called the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. But it's coming up, mindofgeorge.com slash event. And if you missed it, get on the waiting list because uh, it sells out quick to alumni and we have to reserve space for new people. Uh, but that's where we cover the rest of this. But I want you to think about this. Like, ask yourself, if you're sending an Instagram message, if you're sending an email to your list, if you're sending a sales email, do you have a clear objective? Do you have these parts, right? <clears throat> take notes, go back and listen through this episode and take notes. Okay, keep my subject lines honest, right? What's my objective? Oh, my objective lays out that I'm missing a few pieces. Okay, cool. How can I say that more cleanly and clearly? Maybe I'll use ChatGPT. Maybe I'll read it out loud. Maybe I'll send it to my team members. Okay. When you use these principles and you use these questions, it will help you ensure that if you're sending that email and in the lens of email and it doesn't work, it's probably based on your relationship with that person or something different, but this creates a control that makes it really easy. So that's what I got today. I did it. It's under 15 minutes. It was a swift kick to the shins. A reminder for me, because we're going through this right now, the how is hit. It's in here. And so that's what I got for you today. So this has been another episode of the Mind of George Show. I'm going to go finish my cold coffee, eat my meal, and then get ready to record another one. So remember that relationships will always be the algorithms, especially the one with yourself. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, we're out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, 
my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.